and welcome to another episode of Giving a Hoot with Who. Um, uh, I'm, I'm Ryan. I was going to say, Peter really knows how professional we are now with trying to get this yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, we forget the name of our podcast uh, going into it. So, uh, uh, I mean, Really, it's we're recording on a Wednesday, so we're more focused on Kenobi and that we don't get to watch it until we're done this. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know what my delay was? We watched Miss Marvel with Cora. I haven't even watched Miss Marvel. That came out today too. So good. So, I, I'm. I got to get through this quick. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we played Chattanooga. What happened? We finally beat Chattanooga. Finally. First time in club history? Um, Anybody's ribs get broken? Not that I know of, Peter. Were there lights? Um, It appeared to be lights. Although, I will say, while watching it, Shido's goal looked very dark. It didn't look like there was as many lights by his goal. And maybe it's because of the big uh, video board behind him. But Question. Would you say that video board is overcompensating for something. Generally, they are, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, we will not ask for an official comment from the club on this, but we we understand that you nodded in approval of said joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as we said, uh, Chattanooga has never, never lost us before. Um, yeah. In either the 2020 season, where they broke Dami Vieira's ribs um, in the game-worn jersey. I think that is on my wall in my office. Um, they, we tied them once? Yeah, they beat us twice, and we t- drew once before this. Yeah, they, they beat us at Werner Park as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like... That that's a that's a notch on our belt we needed. I think so. I mean, for a lot of reasons, right? Like, I think the boys needed it in the league, especially. Um, draws are fine. We have a longer season, so draws are going to be okay. But eventually, you guys start turning those into wins. Um, so I, I think the boys needed that confidence boost. We've had it throughout the U.S. Open Cup round, obviously, but they needed to show those wins can come in, in league play too. Oh, what was this, our sixth or seventh game? This past one was our seventh. Okay, so seven games, two wins, one loss, four draws. Math adds up. I'm glad. I'm trusting Excel uh, formulas to do my math for me. (laughs) Uh, But... That seems very similar to our 2020 season. Um, I'd like to say it meant a hell of a lot to the guys, but honestly, with the the turnover we had uh, between last season and this, I mean, a win win always is going to mean something, but we're looking at a very new team that has won some very big games. 
this rivalry, like, I mean, players have more of a rivalry, I'd say. Coaches have more of a rivalry than the fans do. But uh, it definitely was a something that I don't think meant quite as much to the players uh, on our side as it did to the fans. But And a lot to one guy. Yeah. I mean, what what did you what did you guys see out of the out of the game um, on this? Well, for me, getting three points on the road is always going to be tremendously important. Um, you you want to win all your games at home and then just maximize points on the road, especially when you are in the scheduling situation that we're going to be in as long as we're at Werner Park. Uh, we're going to be on the road a majority of our first third of the season or so. So it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be just trying to maximize points. So getting three points on the road against anybody is a bonus. It's it's hugely important. Doing so against Chattanooga, obviously they're you know on a bit of an early season slide here, but everybody knows they're a good team. Everybody knows they're a hard team to beat, especially at home. So it's it's important. I don't care what the circumstances are. Beating Chattanooga on the road is is a big three points. I mean, not everybody can go to City Field and squeak out a point. Um, Chattanooga certainly can. But you you did bring up a good point there that I'd be an idiot not to press you on. <laughs> as long as we're at Werner Park. Yep. Okay. Um, how long is that? I couldn't tell you that uh, because I, I genuinely don't have an answer to that question. I don't know that anybody does. Um, but we are at Warner Park right now. We uh, have, with, with the help of the fans, turned it into a really tough place for opposing teams to come play. And, you know, we're, we want to maximize our points there and hopefully we'll continue to. All right. Good diversion. Uh, so, Luke, you brought up you brought up 2020, which I think a lot of us keep comparing this season to. Yeah. So I, a lot of us remember the nil-nil draw against New England, the first match. Um, the the Devin Boyce game where we're all like, oh, who's this guy? Um, uh, with appendicitis, not giving me my 30-yard goal, <laughs> made 35-yard. I can't remember what I made him promise me. I, I'm pretty sure it was 40 yards, but... Now, our, our open to that season is still the League One record for in a row, right? Or at least to open the season. Wins are uh, not to lose, I guess, is the way to say it. I mean, it would have been Fuego, except we beat them. Yeah. So we went draw, win, win, draw, draw, win, win, draw. Until eight five. games? Huh? And, well, yeah, in eight games. So, I mean, to compare the first eight, you know, I mean, we played seven. We'll play an eighth one soon. But even in the first seven games, we had – so we only had five draws that season, and we had three – four of our five draws were in the first eight games of 2020. And then things started coming together. Now, we had our little backslide because that's when Chattanooga was then that loss what you were just talking about, and then we had three-game losing streak. But then we came out of the gates after that. So, I mean, it it is fairly comparable. 
as far as our yeah. walk. And, and while our players aren't exactly comparable because uh, Devin Boyce came in as like unhinged lightning chaos player, uh, the equivalent I think we'd like, and we've talked about equivalents there because Boyce is hard to draw an equivalent. I, I think it would be Brito, and Brito is the exact opposite in my mind as a player. Very composed, very, very. And I mean, we talked to him last pod. Uh, a very refined player, even in his first season as pro, and in this game, uh, showed that finishing skill, showed the ability, got that pod bump that uh, you know every player is really hoping for. Um, now, Stephen Colbert has his bump for politics. We have our bump for Union Omaha goals. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, just, just saying. Um, and we. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say Burrito in this game uh, showed exactly why, why he's been so impressive so far. Um, Getting that goal, but then working hard to defend, working hard to maintain uh, and prove that, well, not prove, but just keep that point, uh, keep at least one point, but uh, fight for that three points. And even if he knew he wasn't going to score again uh, or get the opportunity to, because shit, what do we have? 37% at best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, right. the league yeah. estimates us at 37% possession, um, which, as a Union Omaha fan, that's a possession number you'd love to see because those are the ones we win. Um, but it's one when you're having to defend against 67 or 63% um, uh, possession by Chattanooga, you're hitting that that level of okay this is more defending more defending like we've got a counter but where are we countering and i think mm -hmm. joe strikes that very well and he's drawing players out he's working very well off the ball um the same thing can be said of noe of hugo uh working just as well off the ball and drawing players out so we can make counter attempts um and draw people out off of our back line so Shido only has to make 13 saves per game instead of, you know, 40. Um, <laughs> I, I actually don't know how many he made this game because I haven't looked at the stats that closely. But I know we – saves are eyes, uh, goals are trees. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Correct. All right. So have uh, more, we have more surgeries because Shido is really good at his job. Yeah, I mean, they had nearly twice as many shots on us at 13, and we had seven. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's one thing I've noticed over the last few games, too, is that some of those defensive things that we were a little bit worried about initially, those guys are starting to gel back there, and it's starting to look like a J-Mims defense we're used to seeing, um, protecting Shido a little bit more, which... It's nice because we don't, I mean, not nice for the people that need the eye surgeries, but it's nice for us because we don't see him making a bunch of saves. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that's, that's shown 
to be uh, really helpful. And I, I really, I've been impressed with Isaac uh, in general. Um, just having that ability, the track back ability that he has. Um, and Ryan's really, he just, every game, I think Ryan impresses me more and more back there. Well, I mean, we, we talked about Ryan last, last pod. His growth from the Venice game, uh, from preseason even, uh, where a few of us went down, uh, I saw them there. Uh, some of us may have stumbled across a game at UNO. Uh, but his his growth uh, from being a forward in junior college to being a defender for one of the best defensive teams in the league has just been uh, – I mean, unfounded. Like we were expecting a good defense. Um, I wish there was some better depth there, but in true Javen style, we are, are scratching by on the thinnest of defensive depth. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm doing. I'm particularly saying that because Peter's here, and I want to make him squirm a little bit, but. <laughs> Uh, the guy who wants to sign off on contracts and the like. Well, uh, so, yeah, Ryan, I mean, Ryan, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think mentioning Isaac, uh, you know, getting in the squad, getting getting all those issues sorted out, getting into shape, getting, you know, just back to playing full time uh, is is going to be key to the team and has been key to the team in recent weeks. Uh, so, Ryan, yeah, you, you make her make a really good point about Isaac's return. Um, but, but yeah, Luke, I, I'd say, um, you know, Ryan, Ryan Jiva, I, I think everybody universally agrees with what you're saying here. He, we always knew that he could get up and down the wing. We knew that he could be dangerous when we had the ball and we were attacking and could get the ball and himself into dangerous places. Um, but yeah, of course, that's a question mark when you're converting a forward into a outside back um how's the defending going to be how's the defensive shape and work rate going to be it's been unbelievable it, I, I mean the the growth is happening every game but it started at a, at a pretty solid level too he's uh he, he's been doing nothing but impressed so far um and i don't expect that growth that you've noticed to stop anytime soon because he is still only i mean if you're counting open cup i guess what 10 games into his pro career it's it's pretty it's pretty promising i i'm i'm expecting a continued level of growth for for ryan there but jumping to isaac um because i did did skip over your comments on isaac ryan um i jumped ryan to ryan but hey it's a it's a decent name it's it's a great name decent name he spells Uh, it a little differently but it's okay Honestly, it was never really expecting less from Isaac. And maybe that's a disservice to him because he's come in and has performed exceptionally well. But that that was my expectation with him. Um, watching highlights from, uh, because ESPN Plus doesn't store more than a couple games, which is real annoying. Uh, <laughs> but what, what I was able to see of his time at Galaxy, uh, where he's at being a gun and defender. Um, we had great luck uh, there with our goalkeeper uh, with a wall in the past. 
know, uh, I I just was expecting uh, Isaac to come in and uh, be able to to understand a little bit better of what everything was going on there. Um, the way he's connected with with I think he's connected better with Touche personally. Um, Dalton in there as a leader is a huge bonus for everybody on the back line. The way he's Dalton's real quiet off the field. Like, yeah, real, real quiet off the field. But the way he barks on the field, like I, I don't know what what his uh, uh, he. Consuming copious amounts of caffeine, sugar, like what was he doing before he did? He just comes out rabid. Uh, but that that level there, Isaac just seems calm, collected. He his work rates there. He's up the field. He's tracking back. His pace, I think, could improve a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. He's not as fast as I necessarily like to see as much as he's getting up, but. Uh, his, he's not quitting. He he never quits. Uh, he's not not going to let anything stop him getting back, defending, covering, um, and that's what I what I love to see. Yeah, totally. Um, I you'll both appreciate this because Peter, you're a student of the game, and Luke's an IX fan. But I read, <laughs> uh, and actually, I told Peter this before the. Uh, the NOCO U.S. Open Cup game, that was, I had finished uh, Johan Cruyff's book, right? But the Ryan Jiba move is very much what Cruyff's identity was. Like, let's take guys that are good on the ball, and I can teach you to play a position. Because if you're good on the ball and you can move the ball around, I can get you to attack them anywhere. And, you know, now, now that Ryan's learned how to defend really, really well, he's going to be that total package. And that's – you know, Dami, that's what I think showed for Dami was, yeah, not only was he scoring goals for us and scoring bangers, but the kid could defend his ass off, right? I mean, he'd get back, he could defend, he recovered really well. And you can do that. It doesn't matter if you're a wing. It doesn't matter if you're left back or right back. If you can do that, then any team wants you. I think that's what Ryan's going to show is he can be that same kind of total package. Yeah, Except for uh, Joe Brito's the one scoring bangers now. I mean, again, JP owes me bangers. I mean, it's three seasons, so he owes me three at least, right? <laughs> I just – Joe just waited to score goals and then just decided to score two of the coolest goals I've seen in, you know, Omaha history. <laughs> uh, two of the most effortless-looking goals. Like, he makes them look easy. Yeah, and that scares me for when he tries or like makes them look hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not not that he tries because he's definitely trying. Because he's scored two beautiful goals, but when he makes it look like he's trying, what is the goal going to look like? Right. So, was this second half, early first half? Uh, Chattanooga scored a goal that was ruled offside. Yeah. Um, like the, the smoke came out and everything. Um, I imagine that's a league fine. Uh, <laughs> can, can you confirm? I can't confirm. 
Uh, all right, all right. Can't confirm. Uh, I'm going to say that's leaked fine. Uh, the silence has confirmed it. <laughs> I don't know. Do you get fined for making like it went for in the it went in the net? Uh, I, I'm assuming somebody in Tampa is watching. So, oh yeah, they're, they're watching. I think I think that could be a, a forgivable error. I feel uh, like if, if we got fined for that, I'd be really mad as a fan. Yeah, who's the sad person that gets stuck watching it? You know, I don't, I don't know who's watching all the games. I know who the fines come from. Oh no, no, I meant who's watching the pod to hear hear you to get us fined. <laughs> Like I mean, somebody's got to watch the games, and like those those are fun games. But some, if somebody's watching the pod, like three, three. Well, hopefully there are people watching it sometimes. Well, just not in Tampa, not yeah. in Tampa. <laughs> Except Ross. Hi, Ross. <laughs> uh, no. There, there was one opportunity, but uh, where they did score but ruled offside and looking at the replays uh granted the glare was pretty bad oh god uh someday hopefully they'll figure out how to finish a stadium on time um until then glare however is that the problem yeah uh the camera should be on the other side above the suites but the suites aren't done yet Ah. Is as far as I understand. Um, and then that side where the camera is currently at is supposed to be another set of stands, and that's still not done. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, hopefully, the parking lot is not just a pile of mud like it was last year. <laughs> uh, goal being ruled offside. Chattanooga has a very, very tough offense. Um, Blada has brought that quick finesse uh, South American style offense, uh, style of play into Chattanooga. Um, you know, I'm very impressed by how uh, formed our, our defense is, how, how tight our defense is, to be able to set offside traps that you know, are catching a well-coached team, a strong team, off that way. And a way, especially when there's no VAR, that's True. noticeable by the, the linesmen, but not by the players. Yeah. Like that, that, to me, says a lot about our composure, a lot about our discipline back there. Um, whether that's coming from Connor, coming from Sheed, coming from Dalton, um, whoever's taking that leadership role to, to really drive that in and build that sort of cohesion, I, I think is just a huge sign of where at 37% uh, possession, we can still be forcing big mistakes and uh, potential fines for popping smoke uh, impro <laughs> improperly. Uh, it's not, gonna, uh, not until they get fined. Uh, <laughs> what yeah, like. Bad smoke, though. Okay. What minute was that goal in? It was like second minute, wasn't it? Oh, stupid early. I can't. It wasn't that early. I want to. Was it second half? No, it was. 
We defended for a very long time. I mean, I mean, we thirty-seven percent possession. We defended for fifty-three percent of the I, game. We're used to defending a yeah. lot, but oh, regardless, like, that that was good composure, our defense, uh, good leadership, and I'm, I'm looking at the graphic right now on Twitter. So second, okay. that's when. Our team's uh, Twitter, so. All right. All right. Jack. Plus Jack. That's, I mean. I better not screw that up. If Jack's uh, making us report falsely. Oh, yeah. We we are always on top of our game. Um, I mean, without stoppage time, though, that's, you know, that's 88 minutes of, of of defending a lead. You know, generally scoring that early, it, it's always nerve wracking. Um, I will say I was watching most of it on my phone, but I didn't oh, feel Joe's goal. Yeah, Joe's goal was second. Yeah, goal. Joe's goal was second. I was uh, I was thinking you were talking about Chad Nugas. My bad. Yeah, yeah. our goal. Okay. Uh, it just you know for us to be defending that long a one goal lead, uh, I that's I think where my impression that our defense is starting to gel is coming from. For for. Our team to have to, and we really, after that goal, our goal, we had a few shots, but it didn't, we didn't look like we were going to threaten too much more because um, they kind of locked it down too. So I was pretty impressed with with the defense there because, like you were saying earlier, Luke, they have a, a pretty tough offense. I mean, they have three times, is he three in a row, Golden Boot winner? Two in a row at least? Not for us, or not for our league. Isn't Trezaghi tw- two years in a row golden boot winner? Trezaghi's in Richmond. Well, who am I thinking of then? Who's on their team? I'm so tired right now, you guys. It's insane. Uh, Wait till I start my Masters. Right, Earth was on their team. Uh, that didn't go so well. Uh, Connor Doyle was on their team. No, 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 sorry, he's not on their team. Um, he's the one person this meant the most to, I think. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, no, uh, Connor, Connor seemed to enjoy himself, but he better. Oh, hey, Vincent, I don't know what I'm thinking. We'll move on. Yeah. Um, anyways, the game. Is that? Won the game. Most of a week off. Uh, Joe Brito gets named the team of the week. Even though Rashid had one hell of a game, did not get named the team of the week because was it Christensen did Greenville? Maybe. Mm. Rashid's a victim of his own excellence on these teams teams of the week. I think I said it last year too. It, it's become expected for him to, you know, keep a clean sheet or thereabouts, and you know, direct our defense flawlessly and you know and and when called upon make some big stops off him so i i mean i think i think when it comes to uh golden glove when it comes to end of the year awards i i think he's been robbed by the expectation of him being uh as good as he is and and team of the week i think i think he could easily be team of the week 
virtually every are, week. Are you just saying give him team of the year now? I, you know, I, I'm just saying I, I think he do is. Do you get fined if you say he's team of the year now? Probably not. Can I just uh, say it? I, just well, say it right here. No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> We're only seven games in. He's got to do a little bit more, but, uh, but I think he deserved it last year. I think he 100% deserved it last year. Um, and, and yeah, team of the week, uh, I think most weeks that we play, you could make a case for Rasheed being on that, but it's not exciting to uh, to have the same team. Now, we don't have any of our data people on. Uh, we do have a new great data writer uh, for the blog at WGHmedia.com. Where can you find it, Ryan? WGHmedia.com. Uh, Kyle Reisman uh, is doing the hashtag data dive weekly. Uh, definitely go check that out. Great addition to uh, to our writing staff. But Dalton, has he made, he made team of the week once in his three seasons with us? Uh, in his four seasons in USL? Like, uh, if we're if we're giving Rashid credit there, and then saying, okay, he's product of his own success, product of his defense, and then we're not giving credit to to Dalton on Team of the Week. Like, yeah, well, well, Dalton also probably gets hurt on that by his consistency and the way he plays. He he reads the game so well and directs the game so well from back there that. You know, he rarely has to make that goal-saving tackle. Uh, when called upon, he can make that tackle. Uh, but I think he's probably, uh, by his positioning and, and his, his intelligence on the field, you know, maybe he's not jumping off the screen at everybody who's not watching really closely. So don't be consistent. Otherwise, you won't make team of the week. Well, that I think any of our defenders. Even new guys like Touche, I think they fall victim to people know who we are as a team as well. You know, they know we're going to be defensively sound. They know that's going to look like that. And so I think that they, it's kind of just an expectation. Oh, you're going to play for Jay. You're going to be, you're in your defender. You're probably going to be really good. You know, so I think, I mean, this, this, this week's defenders were uh, a former owl, Nate Ani. Uh, Chrysler, so two kickers were the defenders, Josh Phelps and Stuart Ritchie. So three kickers made defender of the week team. So, uh, I, I will say, I think there's a reason Touche has not made it. Uh, probably doesn't want to get into tackles uh, <laughs> because that's an easy heckle by most other teams of Touche uh, tackling. Or you know, getting into some some physical, and then there's the touche, touche, touche. Uh, anytime he gets uh, a foul called against him, a card, just I, I understand him playing a little bit more reserved there, not getting in. Those, those could be some very annoying heckles. Uh, <laughs> but but let's move on to uh, to this Tucson match, uh, featuring a former owl. What really quick? I have a question. When a team has draws two two in their last match, and they have three defenders on team of the week, but the other team won one nil, 
on the road. Does that make much sense to you? Uh, they had two games. Who else did they play? Chattanooga. They beat Chattanooga, what was it, 3-0 midweek? Yeah, but how much? It's a fair question. I just, the most, I mean, if you're looking at the same day that we played games, we went to Chattanooga, won 1-0 and defended our asses off, and they went to Tormenta and drew 2-2, and you get three defenders on Team of the Week. I'm just saying. It, it was probably Ross. Ross was probably voting for Team of the Week. Um, just saw that Owls were doing better, and then it's like, ah, I'm going to do Kangaroos. Yeah. Just because. Um, as long as he calls our play better rugby. As long as he calls our U.S. Open Cup games, we're good. So. Yep. Better hear him down in Kansas City. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, all right. Tucson. Tucson. Uh, it's a desert. Uh, they're in Arizona, desert state. Pacific time, late game, 9 p.m. Um, I feel like we're probably not paying for three nights of hotel, so we're probably getting out the day before. A little bit of jet lag, possible. Uh, yeah, sure, possible. <laughs> um, I, I think we'll be out right there. Um, yeah, Tucson, obviously having a rough start to the season, rough past few games. Uh, Wait, when do you think that rough patch started? <laughs> Answer to this question that I should know? I, I feel like it started with six to one. <laughs> I mean. I feel like, yeah, it, oh, it may have sure, started. It could have, sure, that's, yeah. Have they, have they really done exactly well since then? Maybe not. Anyways, they're yeah they're uh, they're having a rough start, but they still have players that can hurt you. They still, you know, they're they're still a team that if you don't go and put in a full performance against, can beat you. Especially with us being on the road uh, again, as I said, as I said earlier, at this early point in the season for us, this first third of the season when we're on the road, seventy percent of the games. Uh, we just want to maximize our points. And it's hard no matter where you're going in this league to take three points on the road. That said, that'll be the goal on Saturday, uh, especially in the form that Tucson's been in lately. Um, but just because they've lost a few games here in, in their last few doesn't mean it's a, it's a walk. Well, they're digging up. has been, since day one, one of the toughest teams we face. Uh, physically more than probably anything. Um, I'm going to let Ryan talk while I pull up some data that we recently uncovered. Well, but, they, they've, so they've given up 15 goals this season so far. Um, you know, and th their wins this year are Chattanooga, who we just beat. They, but they were in a kind of a shootout three to two. And then they beat Tormenta one nil. Uh, but I mean, they besides that um three goals against Chattanooga, they've only scored anytime they've scored in the other games, they've only scored one goal. So three, four, five, six. I mean they've always scored seven. So uh that I mean that's that negative goal difference, minus eight. I you know, uh, that makes me feel good about our boys if we can get some shots on goal and get some things going there. Um 
now. Yeah, there's no doubt that we'll be we'll be going there trying to get the full three points. I mean, I mean, this is a game that we do think, despite it being on the road and despite the the time zone change and all of that, it's a team that we think we're better he's, than. You saying we go places to win? <laughs> I'm saying that we go places. Uh, you you know you you go some places. Um, always wanting three points, but sometimes expecting to grind out a drop. Yeah. I don't think that will be the mindset going into this game, but Tucson's been a challenge for us, as as you said, and as we've seen so far this season, any team in this league can beat any other team in this league on any given day. Um, so it's nobody's expecting this to be an easy game just because – of all the stats that you just mentioned, Brian. Well, uh, going to the stats and pulling from our new statistician, statistician, yeah, okay, uh, words, They're fancy. Um, Kyle, as far as who we fouled the most, Chattanooga, <laughs> who we just played, Greenville. And then Tucson. So those are fouls we committed. Right. However, if we're looking in total fouls, Tucson fouls us more than either Chattanooga or Greenville. So this could be a very telling game if they continue that trend of the past two years Mm -hmm. where we're being fouled more, we're being – being put on the spot, especially coming from Chattanooga, which is a traditionally one of our toughest opponents, most physical opponents, and then going into Greenville the following week, who right. is a on-the-field, off-the-field rival, uh, but again, one of our more physical teams we play against. So injuries possible, uh, and with the stretch we go, Greenville – Kansas City to uh, who do we have after that? He's got a schedule. Uh, Hang on. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, it's away at Tormenta. Which Tormenta's hot this year. Tormenta's the Hansel of this year. Are they the three, three, we and might three? Be Derek. We might be Derek. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think when, when you're talking about fouls, uh, committing fouls against Union Omaha is not a bad strategy. Uh, we're dangerous on the counterattack, as we all know. We've got creative players who can hurt you anytime you get the ball. Some strategic fouls is probably not a bad thought. Uh, if that's that's a good stat, that's not one that, that I knew off the top of my head that um, – that Tucson is the team that follows us most. I think that might speak to why uh, they're difficult. So I cannot say that they follow us the most. However, it is the team in which we have the most fouls combined okay. and versus Chattanooga and Greenville uh, and Tucson of the fa- those being the three most, we commit less fouls against Tucson. They commit more against us. So, well, anyway, yeah. They, they commit some fouls against us, and I think that's, like I said, I think that's uh, 
not a bad strategy against a team that has creative offensive players who can hurt you quickly. Slowing them down is, is not a bad thing. That said, this year, even more than last year for me, we can hurt a team on that piece. Uh, I yes. mean, the, the, the players you've mentioned, we've seen JP put a few in with his head this year already. Uh, you know that Dalton, as long as it doesn't get called back and so on, that piece, no problem. Uh, Alex Touche, dangerous. And then we've got guys who can hit him too. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's while while if I were playing against us, I'd probably encourage some fouls to break down some of our quick attacks. You don't want to do it too close to the box against this current roster because we can hear you there too. Yeah. Well, uh, JP uh, somehow hovering uh, across like magic carpet style uh, headers, like uh, nuts. Um, We've got Brito in addition to Amir. Amir's always had great, great crosses in. Um, I still want to see Ryan throw-ins. Like, he's been holding back. Like, I know he can throw in as good as a corner kick at Warner Park, and I want to see that. As long as we have 60-mile-an-hour winds going, I think he'd be okay. Well, honestly, a 60-mile-an-hour wind and he catches somebody's head, like, that's the goal. Depending on which direction it's going. Yeah, when it's blowing straight at the berm the whole time, different story. I think the one thing we also have going for us with the table, and this is where our Open Cup run may be helping us in some ways, we have those three games at hand right now, too. You know, I mean, you turn those three games in hand into nine points, and all of a sudden that shoots you way up the table. And I think that's a big difference right now is, you know, um, the only team that's played less than us is uh, Northern Colorado, and they're playing right now, aren't they? I think they're playing. Yeah, they're playing at NCFC versus NCFC. <laughs> um, and it seems to be tied at this point. There we go. Um, and it looks like Eamon Zayad got a yellow. Yep. The other, the other thing we have going for us right now is seven games in, we were on the positive side of goal difference, you know. And so you start turning those games in hand into wins, which means you're scoring goals, you know. And that's just going to benefit us as we keep going forward, too, because we know that can be a big tiebreaker when, it, you know, it comes down to the end of the season, too. Um, I'm still – you're blowing my mind thinking that Tormenta's on this hot streak when they're 3-3-3 three, three, and three right now. I mean, look at their squad this year. Like, they've taken some time, but they built an extremely good squad. And even this week where they had half their guys called up to international duty, which, yeah, South Georgia getting five, I think it was four or five guys called up to international duty. Like, yeah, and no, that that's cool, and that's that's a storyline for for League One and for USL that I think is is awesome. And I don't mean to to get away from from this Tormenta questioning of their <laughs> of their hockey, but um, but you know it, it's a good opportunity to talk Ricky right now. Yeah. Uh, in, well, in, in Nations League camp, uh, Ricky, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Ricky plays Thursday against the Cayman Islands in. Nations League for Puerto Rico. Um, as 
we we cleared up last last pod. Hurricane Azul. Um, learned the Puerto Rican team nickname, so we're we're all here for Puerto Rico because uh, I don't know anybody on the Caymans, and there's no owl players in the Caymans uh, until we have another Concacaf uh, player called up to a national team to play against him. Hundred percent for Puerto Rico. Screw everybody else. Hey, and we can watch on you can watch on Paramount Plus. I know it's not ESPN Plus. Yeah, like, if it, anybody it, wants to watch Ricky play for Puerto Rico, tomorrow at five on on Paramount. Well, I mean, probably yesterday at five, but uh, yes. he does play Saturday, one p.m. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, we're, we're not that live. <laughs> um, they play again on Sunday against British Virgin Islands. Okay. Uh, well, we'll wait for my computer to load. Keep talking. Uh, with with that being said, like Ricky, we Ricky was signed knowing that he was a uh, fantastic international player, scored four goals their last call up for World Cup qualifiers. Obviously, they didn't qualify for the World Cup because Puerto Rico doesn't have the depth that most of the other nations that did qualify for uh, the Octagon. Is it the Octagon now? I mean, are we in UFC for coffee half now? Did they, uh, did they only do that because of the shortened time or window? I think it's just CONCACAF, just being CONCACAF. Okay. I thought it was just a one-off thing. I'm going to do a fight club. But um, we've yes, Sunday, Sunday at 5 on Paramount Plus if they want to watch Ricky this weekend. Nice. It, I mean, definitely worth watching because, as I said last time, he was called up to the national team. Four goals. That's a huge boost for his confidence. Last year, he came in, got injured pretty close to when he signed. Uh, so this could be a huge boost to confidence, comes back and opens up something else. Alternatively, could do absolutely nothing, but in any event, support a Buo, um, yeah. adopt a Buo, adopt a Buo's nation. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be super exciting to me when Yoskar gets his senior call-ups because yeah, sure. Yoskar has been performing. The, he already got called up to the, what was it, the U-20 squad? Um, him getting those call-ups in the future, it looks like a number of U-20 teammates, um, they may have aged out and been called up uh, to the Nations League. Yeah, well, I mean, U-20 World Cup is coming up, too, and you know, we don't know the, whether he's made that roster or will make that roster or not, um, but you know, just to be in the conversation right now, leading into a major tournament like that, is incredible, especially considering this time last year, I'm sure he was not even on their radar. They wouldn't have even known his name. So I think I think his growth has been uh, really exciting this season and seeing him get starts and get minutes and then perform confidently in, in this league is only going to help him uh, with both his national team and it's, it's going to help us. What what are you doing? <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Um, isn't it true that he is rooming? Uh, I actually cannot confirm that. I don't. I don't know. Is he? I. 
That's what I thought. Sounds right. And if that's uh, two of our being called up international players rooming together um, and seeing how Ricky was working out on top of a freaking mountain in the offseason. You know, goals for Yoskar to aspire to, to you aspire to, um, <laughs> and become the, the next Alfonso Davies of the Cup. Yeah. Yes. Just saying, play for Bayern Munich. I, I, I could see that happening. <laughs> You're wearing an Atlanta United kit. You cannot yeah, come got, down Bayern Munich. That I got for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they wasted a former Ajax coach like you're going to waste with Manchester United. Like you both are going to waste with Manchester United. No. No, no. I mean, I I think he's going to try his best, but I think your team's going to waste him. Nah, no. Uh, I'm optimistic for the first time in a very long time. Agreed. He comes from a good coaching tree. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Final thoughts going into Tucson. I come back with three points off the road again. I mean, I think they got the boost in the league with the with the last game. If we come back with another three points, that's just going to keep building that momentum, um, especially leading into uh, would it be the 18th? Right, is the next of that home game then, um, which is going to be great. You come back after two on the road with six points and then you get a home game, you know, you went, we went three in the league in a row and our, our position on the table is going to change really quickly. Um, and then they're going into Kansas city with a ton of confidence. And was it Owen that said like 600 fans? Yeah. So that's, uh, it's North of that, honestly. Um, it's, and, and, and we have no idea. Um, Nobody does. Uh, Sporting KC can't can't quantify this. How many Union Omaha fans just purchased tickets through their website, through StubHub, not through the through the link that we provided? Uh, so yeah, I think I think six hundred is is conservative. Um, will Will there be, be any incentives uh, to wear Volt? Yes. Yeah, so we uh, it, it should be available on the website actually today if we're When's this dropping? Thursday? Thursday or Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's probably on the website. By the, Nine time, but by the time people are listening to this, it's on the website. Uh, we are we are doing a commemorative quarterfinal Open Cup uh, Volt t-shirt for this game, and the intention is to have a Volt out uh, at Children's Mercy. Uh, we're also going to do a scarf, which is going to be up on the website very soon as well. Uh, so yeah, no, we are, um, the volt out was not, uh, that happened organically. It wasn't anyone on our side's idea. I think, I think I saw it on Twitter and just said, yeah, wear bolt, you know? And so now we're, we're getting behind it and printing some shirts. Yeah. So, uh, so team store, we're going to have a lot of, uh, special merchandise in the next few weeks then, huh? Yeah, well, with, with the 18th being Pride Night uh, at Warner Park, um, we'll obviously have that that special edition uh, merch and, um, and get both. I, I mean, the, the trip to KC, the bolt-out stuff will be much more limited in quantities than the Pride stuff. 
But uh, yeah, hey, get both shirts. Uh, did you underproduce Pride Scarves this year? Because I'm pretty sure you sold out of Pride Scarves by the 20th minute of the game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I still hope we underproduce them, but we ordered more than double what we ordered last year. Um, are you pulling a Storm Chasers and scheduling Pride Night to be the same night as Dollar Beer Night? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, our, our dollar beer night for Union Omaha games. Yeah. You just heard it. He committed to a dollar beer night for Union Omaha games. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, I will not be wearing Volt. I am tempted to wear the SKC jersey that I wear every time <coughs> they play. And for the past three seasons, every time I've worn it, they lose. Um, or my normal normal getup that uh, when combined, I don't know as though we've lost a game. Oh, you but, just jinxed it. Well, it, it's either the one that I know SKC has lost every time I've worn it, or the one I'm not sure if we've won or tied every time I've worn it. Always go with the sure thing. Okay, I mean, they're both sure. <laughs> Not combining them because that just that's just too much bad juju mixing. I I would just say uh, wear Union Omaha stuff because you're going to be surrounded by a lot of Union Omaha fans because I know where you're sitting. All right, all right. I think I can I think I can probably uh, manage to find something in my wardrobe that says Union Omaha. Wear it for me since I'll be in Virginia at that game. And won't be at Warner or at uh, Children's Mercy Park. Well, uh, no, that that sounds horrible. Um, I'll watch it from a beach and tell you guys all about it. It's hot in Virginia in June. Um, but what uh, what other than Pride Night on the 18th, does Union Omaha have coming up? What's been going on this season? Are you referencing something specifically that I'm no, missing? Or no, I am just, I'm actually curious because I don't pay attention to your social media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think the, the biggest thing that's, that's going to change pretty quickly is we're going to have some home games, you know, more than, I mean, we've had one, one a month so far. Caneglia or Morrison? <laughs> They're going to be at Warner Park? Wait, wait, uh, wait. We can play games at Warner Park? We, we can, we can. Oh. We have just been unlucky so far in our schedule. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I, for me, that's, that's the biggest thing to finally be able to play uh, some, some consecutive and some regular, uh, regularly scheduled games that weren't park. Uh, we we've made that place a very difficult stadium for opposing teams to come in and get points in. Um, well, we've got a lot of new guys on the roster this year who haven't spent much time on that field yet. So we're I, I'm looking forward to getting to a regular home game cadence. Um, we we have some some really cool uh, events coming up, and you know our, our community clinic for anybody with kids or who knows kids from the ages of, of eight to twelve. Uh, we're going out into the community with the players teaching uh, teaching soccer. Um, we will be at Tranquility next Sunday, uh, the 19th. We were at Omaha South a couple weeks ago, and, and those are doing awesome, and, and they're getting our players uh, 
out in the community interacting with with kids and with fans and with families which for the past you know well no existence of this club we haven't really been able to do because of the covid situation have those been well attended so far uh they have been so we've we've only had the one which was at south high okay uh a couple of weeks ago and it was we captured at 100 and, and had the 100 registrants so uh those are those are going great and and the players are enjoying them. They they get to go out and just have some fun playing the sport that they've made a career, but that they grew up loving and passing that passion on to these kids. Well, I mean, that would be extremely exciting. Uh, looks like pulling up social media, uh, July 1st is Youth Soccer Night. July 1st is Youth Soccer Night. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of different uh youth clubs coming out uh, with with their groups, with as many as they can bring out. Those are going to be good. Um, but also, uh, you know, it, it'll be what we'll have to do. It'll be our fourth home game in front of the season. Um, and, you know, it, it's just, that's the biggest thing for me. This first third of the season, and it was the case last year too, is brutal because we're on the road 70% of the time. We're finally getting home. It's brutal for our fans, too. It's hard to build excitement and build momentum when you're seeing your team play at home once a month. Uh, that's changing very soon, and that's that's really exciting. Um, when do we get a super sweet third judge? It might be 2022. Three? <laughs> 2023? I mean, can we do 2022 uh, so, I mean, well, listen, we've got our open cup kit that we wore against Des Moines. I know it's not what you're looking for here, but. Well, that, that was our 2020 third kit. That's still a third kit. Go, hey, going back to your clinics, is it something uh, people can sign their kids up for in advance, or can they sign up the day of? What's that look like? Uh, so it's in advance. Um, both the registration windows open up just a couple, uh, couple a week or so before. So I don't believe they're available to sign up for right now, but the one on the 19th will be open soon. I'm trying right now. Ready? Yeah, that'd be great. Let's see. Let's see what it does. Can be found on the Union Omaha website. Yeah. Says it's open uh, and it closes on the 18th. So it's open now for the 19th. Amazing. Good. Beautiful. Um, Ryan, we haven't brought this up in a while. But oh, since we do have a representative of the team here, and you are on the team's website, can you go to the uh, request mascot appearance? Does that so, exist? So I can say um, with near certainty that the mascot will be making uh, its debut in the very near future at Warner Park. It's it's uh, not clickable. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Ooh. Good. Uh, <laughs> so we've uh, there have been some supply chain issues on, on the mascot, but we have been assured uh, that we will be seeing it very soon. How so are we transporting those mascot chains? Like I mean geez Peter. That, you know, supply chain it? issues means it's a person in a costume. Yeah, I know, but like, aren't they letting them out for air? <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, hmm. 
So, I will say person and costume better than person and costume better than live owl attacking a small child. So depends on what you're going for. Just say I got no small children. Ain't mine. I have a young child. She's taller than most kids her age, so taller than you. Now come on. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to like to share with the five people that listen to this podcast? Damn, you keep making the number little. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we have to undersell it. They keep coming back on to try and boost our numbers. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think I have to encourage everybody to get out to Pride Night on the 18th. Uh, that is not only our third home game of the season at Warner Park. Uh, but it's also one of our more fun and one of uh, the more important theme nights that we have, in my opinion. And that's for me personally um, at the stadium. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a great environment. We are going to be inviting uh, different organizations from throughout the metro, um, different LGBTQ plus organizations from throughout the metro uh, to come educate the fan base and engage with the fan base. Um, and, and yeah, I think that's going to be an amazing night. And I would encourage people to come on out, uh, whether you're a season ticket holder and already have your tickets or need to buy a single game, uh, do so, but also bring some friends because the, the truth is the product on the field is great. Everybody listening to this podcast knows that. Um, but the product in the stadium and in the stands, I think is, is going to be, pretty special on that night and I think we can continue that momentum for the rest of the season if we have a good turnout on the 18th. How many t-shirt cannons has Union Hall Uh we borrowed one. Uh we have not we we do not own our own t-shirt cannon right now. All right. Um, so uh, the more people who show up on Pride night, the more t-shirt cannons Union Omaha will buy. Uh, that 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 is what who gives a hoot is extrapolating from this conversation. They need a, a hot dog gun too. Ooh, ooh, hot dog gun and t-shirt cannon. Dervener slinger. The hot dog gun until like later in the season. Oktoberfest. Make it a bratwurst gun. Love it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, there are two supporters groups um, participating in the uh, supporters pride raiser this year. Uh, Omaha Social Club and Omaha Parliament are both raising money for PFLAC. Visit their Pride Raiser sites to uh, contribute uh, your donations per goal. Mm -hmm. uh, both going to the same organization, both doing great work. PFLAC is a fantastic organization supporting LGBTQ youth uh, throughout the metro, specifically with the Omaha chapter. Uh, this year they launched. Uh, their first ever summer camp, um, which is something that would definitely not be possible without uh, donations from wonderful people. Uh, and they're continuing their uh, English and Spanish outreach throughout the Metro, which is absolutely huge. So please uh, go on and consider uh, donating towards the Pride Raiser goals of either Omaha Social Club or Omaha Parliament, um, both going to just absolutely great cause there. Yeah, there's a there's a new supporters group as well that started the Proud Owls um, that's on Twitter. So 
Um, I think their, their, you know, their aim is to, to help with, uh, you know, both allied supporters and members of the LGBTQ uh, community. So uh, I think that's great. And obviously I think they planned some of when they launched everything, but they've, they've been having really uh, a lot of interaction on Twitter with everybody already. So um, go support them too. Cause obviously they're, they're all of us, they're fans too. 100%. Um, all right, Ryan, you ready for this last question? Wait, I have to, I have to tell you this really quick. And this is, this is why MLS two teams going bye-bye is okay. International break. Uh, Colorado Rapids started their first team in an MLS next game and are losing to St. Louis City 1-0. <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't miss when uh, the, the one team sent their good players down every now and then. I don't miss that at all. Well, you don't miss, uh, you don't miss Pepe? We never saw Pepe. <laughs> we didn't, luckily. Yeah. Lansing did, and look what happened to them. Yeah, well, that's because they didn't have an awesome owner like we do. So, fair, fair. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I think you had one more question. One more question. Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do.